I'll have this episode listed as episode 363 and the previous episode, the episode previous to this one is episode 361. Um, and the reason for that will be that uh, episode 362 uh, was removed uh, by YouTube, uh, which is, um, which I'm really pleased about, you know, because had they not removed episode 362, I wouldn't have this episode 363, which is likely to be better than episode 362, you know. It's a real opportunity when you get your staff taken down. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and there's, Nothing to miss. You don't miss the previous episode because you've already spoken it. Um, so you're not going to learn anything more from that one because you've already said it. Yeah. And, and, and you've got no interest in anyone else seeing it. So that's the end of that one. So, you know, a whole new episode for nothing. Um, so I've had episodes taken down before. You know, podcasts. I had a whole podcast taken down once. I can't remember why. Um, but um, the pre the episode previous to this one, um, well, uh, now that was called um, a third, the third Ethiopian revolution. That was the title of the thing. Maybe the title got it taken down, you know, because there are people in Ethiopia at the, at the moment who um, don't want what's happening over there to be characterised as the third Ethiopian revolution or a revolution at all. Uh, my, goddaughter, my goddaughter suggested that, you know, that maybe the episode was taken down because of the title. You know, nobody even listened to the thing. I'm actually shocked that anybody even reported the thing because I don't have any viewers and I make a point of trying to have as few viewers as possible and I usually am successful at that. Now, many of my episodes have no viewers which is just right and when you see no no viewers you know even I haven't watched it. You know? um, and uh, and you know very very few of my episodes have had more than five viewers. And maybe two of those were me, maybe five of those were me. So, episode 362 was um, reported and taken down by YouTube. Look, maybe it was one of those bots. You know, maybe I said a bad word. I, I don't swear. You know, but maybe I said a word like genocide or something in there, you know. And um, do they have that? Yeah. Uh, these... Um, are some of the YouTube police, are some of those guys actually just um, algorithms or, you know, search engines or something looking for bad words? You know, you can't say, um, I, I'm pretty sure swearing's all right, you know, but words that might be inflammatory, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, you know, I could try and avoid those sorts of words, but then... What sort of episode would that be? You couldn't tell the truth, you know. Um, and by the truth, I mean the truth of what you're reporting, you know. Um, uh, that doesn't have to be true, by the way. You know, you can just say, for example, you know, I listened to the BBC World Service last night and a bloke on there who was the ex-United States ambassador to Ethiopia 
said to the BBC reporter that he saw blah, blah, blah. You know, people getting shot, whatever. Now, if you, if you say it like that, you've acknowledged your source. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But um, you can be taken down for what he said, the US ambassador, which is very strange. Yes, if you've quoted him, but you know, maybe these bots can't, uh, aren't sophisticated enough to uh, know that you're not actually giving an opinion here. You're just reporting on what the other bloke said. And, um, and that bloke said it uh, on an international radio program with millions of people watching, and it was quite okay. You know. Whatever. It's still a good thing when you get your episode taken down because it gives you an opportunity to talk about that you know it doesn't matter what you talked about in that episode you get to talk about why did that episode get taken down and that that's far more interesting than what you were ever saying in the first place which was something you were saying for the hell of it anyway because none of my um, speakings <laughs> um, have any interest in affecting what people out there think, you know, I have no interest in um, influencing anybody's thoughts or, you know, I'm not an activist, you know, I don't care <laughs> if, look, I do care, actually, about people dying and all that sort of stuff in wars, there's a war on at the moment in Ethiopia, you know, and I've been talking about that, now I do care about that, you know, but I don't care about whether Anything I'm going to say is going to make a difference. Um, I would if I um, if I was involved and I was an expert or anything like that, but I'm not. You know, so I don't want my words to um, interfere with whatever's going on over there. It's not my business. You know, I don't know enough about it to be an expert about it. Anything I say about it might actually be dangerous. You know, because I'm ill-informed. I'm I'm under-informed. You know. I can still say some things. I can say what I know, you know, what I've noticed about something like that. Now, in the previous episode, now why would that have been taken down by YouTube? Well, something has reported it, and it might be a robot that's reported it. Uh, maybe there's keywords that they listen for. Um, robots that just scan. YouTube clips, that sort of stuff is becoming impossible, you know, it'd be becoming possible, um, or maybe a human did it, I kind of doubt that a human reported me, because I don't have any viewers, now as it turns out, I am going to fire off an email or something to the YouTube people, uh, to f try and find out why the previous episode was taken down, but not with a view to getting it put back up again. I'm just curious as to why it got taken down. Um, because that's a story. Whatever I said in the episode is not a story. I think, you know, that story doesn't need to, whatever I said in that episode, most of which I forget, um, doesn't need to exist in the ether. You know, it can be taken down, it can be stayed down. Um, but, um, uh, the reason that an episode like that, which um, was uncontroversial, really, uh, because I'm not on anyone's side, and I'm just reporting stuff I've heard, 
on um, um, reputable radio stations and all that sort of thing, BBC World Service, Reuters, Al Jazeera, you know, those sorts of things. They're the only ones I quote, really, stuff I've heard there. And if I quote other people, I say who I'm quoting. So, you know, I'm not trying to rabble-rouse, you know. I'm not trying to upset anybody. I'm just saying, listen, you know, um, in a war like this, you've got people on... Well, you've got two mobs hating each other. Um, and, you know, maybe the reasons for that are what these other people have been telling me on the World Service, on the BBC World Service. All right, so it was called the Third Ethiopian Revolution, that previous episode. You know, because I noticed a... Um, it looked eerily familiar, what was going... Uh, what, what's being... It looks eerily familiar, what's going on in Ethiopia at the moment, to me. That sort of thing has happened before. You know, it reminded me of, for example, the French Revolution. You know, I think Ethiopia is in the middle of a revolution. Now, the word revolution might be the thing that gets a, an episode taken down, in which case this episode will be taken down too. Can't talk about a revolution when one is on. And one is on in Ethiopia. All right. Uh, so we'll see if this episode survives. Yeah. Um, I might call it not the Ethiopian Revolution. Not the third Ethiopian Revolution. Actually, I'll just keep it simple. I'll call this not the Ethiopian... Not an Ethiopian Revolution. How does that sound? You know? Now, can I, be, can I be taken down for um, calling what's happening in Ethiopia at the moment a revolution, if I've said it's not. <laughs> of course I can, because I'm being a smart ass, you know. I don't swear. <laughs> now, um, so, now, just for a moment, even though it's not true, let's imagine a human was unhappy with that previous episode. I don't think that's true. What, what could a human be unhappy about in what I said in that previous episode? Now I think a robot took it down. Because I said the word revolution. You can't talk... You, and, and I said the word Ethiopia, and you can't put those two words in one podcast, sorry, one YouTube episode, maybe, without getting taken down by a robot. You know, because people are sensitive, you know. For good reason. And I do care. You know, um, I've been following the... You know, I was following the Armenia versus Azerbaijan war recently, and... Um, Armenia has been kicked out of some disputed territory between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And, you know, the, I come across as not caring in these episodes because, um, to a certain extent, it's a um, it's discussion, what I'm having here. It's not a passionate thing. Um, but however I feel about things like these wars in analysing them, I put that to one side, but the real me does care. But, you know, sometimes you need to analyse wars and put the feelings aside, and it makes you come across as not caring. But you do care. Like with the Armenia versus Azerbaijan war, uh, I was listening on the BBC uh, to... Well, what happened there was the Armenians... Well, they've been kicked off the disputed territory. Um, international powers came in, uh, Turkey and Russia... Um, and they went on Azerbaijan's side. And no one came to Armenia's uh, assistance, you know, because the United States, for example, was busy um, counting votes. 
And, you know, I think the United Kingdom is busy with Brexit and coronavirus and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, everyone was too busy to worry about Armenia. And um, they were thrown to the wolves. And I was listening to the radio and they were talking about how the Armenians who had to leave land that they've been living on for an awfully long time. And on a previous occasion, the Azerbaijanis had been living there for an awfully long time. So, you know, these things go in cycles. But anyway, the Armenians were getting, getting kicked out off their land and um, they were digging up their recently deceased, you know, their grandmothers, their grandfathers and their great-grandmothers and great-grandfathers. They were digging them up from the graves and you know, the cemeteries. They were burning their houses and then going down to the cemeteries because they didn't want the Azerbaijanis to have their houses and they didn't want the Azerbaijanis maybe desecrating the gravestones of their ancestors, their great-grandmother and all that sort of stuff. So they were digging them up. You know, they would have been half decomposed to some of them. And, um, and then they were putting the gravestone into whatever, you know, maybe the back of Toyota Utes or something and putting Granny in there as well in the back of the ute, hopefully in what was left of a coffin or in a new coffin or a box or whatever, and driving them to Armenia and reburying her. And um, that made me upset, personally, but I'm not going, you know, I don't normally um, put across my feelings about things like that in my YouTube episodes, uh, because it can get in the way of making sense. If you get too emotional about things, um, when you're analysing a war, for example, or getting to the bottom of what humans are all about. It's a bit windy out there, by the way. Oh, kick the door open. Oh. Um, it can get in the way of... You're not making sense anymore, you know. Especially if you're on one side of a war or the other. You're not making sense there. And neither should you. Yeah, neither should you. I know plenty of people who are on one side of the war, at least, in the Ethiopia-Tigray uh, war that's on at the moment. And they're not making, um, they're making one kind of sense, but not another kind of sense. They're not making sense to me. But they're making sense in the sense that they, whatever, you know, that um, it makes sense to say things that are going to help you win the war. It doesn't mean they're right. No. It means, well, they're right on a higher level, aren't they? Because you know, they'll live and tell lies, you know, willingly. Um, twist the truth. They will, every time. Um, but I support them in that, whichever side they're on. So if someone on Dr. Abby's side, who's on one side of the uh, dispute, passionately believes that um, in one Ethiopia, which is one of the things that, you know, that the war is being fought about, um, and tells lies about what the other side's doing, I understand that. And vice versa, if a Tigrayan, for example, is, you know, passing on lies that are clearly lies um, uh, about what Dr. Abby's doing, then I support them in that, because on both occasions, on both, they're both speaking a higher truth. They're telling lies to speak a higher truth, in that the higher truth is we need to win this war, and if we're all rational and... Um, reasonable and balanced and all that so that's not the way to win a war you've got to be unbalanced you've got to twist you've got to do propaganda you've got to do the whole bit there's nothing wrong with that if you're in the middle of a war you know okay so that's that but um now as to why um my previous episode might have been taken down well if it was a human who reported it well 
It could have been a human from either side of the current war in Ethiopia. Now, in that previous episode, I said Ethiopia is in the middle of an extended revolution, by which I mean um, a series of revolutions. You know, and I suggested they're up to their third at the moment, uh, since the imperial age of Ethiopia, which went for 3,000 years odd. You know. And in that, I was um, noticing a similarity between this current era in Ethiopia and the hundred years old that was the, free, the French Revolution. And the French Revolution was a series of revolutions, you know, where they tried one system, then another system, then another system, and then another system, and so on. And there was heaps, of, you know, there was a reign of terror um, in there early on in the peace and all that sort of stuff. Of course, you know, almost certain that that's going to happen um, after you knock off a, a monarchy and all that sort of stuff. And, I, and what I did with the Ethiopian, what I called revolution, is I said, well, what's happened with Ethiopia since the imperial, you know, since the last emperor of Ethiopia was knocked off, um, is that you had a reign of terror, just like the French had a reign of terror after they knocked their King Louis the Sixteenth, whoever he was, and Marie Antoinette off, you know, um, and so on and so forth, you know. So France experimented with this system, then 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 this system and finally, right now, they're up to their fifth. Uh, their fifth republic, you know. Um, now, um, Ethiopia is doing something similar. You know, so I, I talked about that, you know. But in talking about that, um, I, I think, noted that, you know, I, I mentioned each revolution. You know, the first one was Haile Selassie getting knocked off by what's called the Derg. You know. Now, there might be some Derg people out there, you know, who, because I said there was a lot of blood spilt. And then there was a lot of um, blood spilt from then on, too. There was a lot of blood spilt in knocking off Haile Selassie, and a lot of blood was spilt then for the next, you know, 15 years after that, 16 years after that. And, you know, you can imagine someone, a Derg person listening, you know, which I think were mostly Amhara, but it'd be a mixture of people, um, listening to that and say, how dare you say, there was no, you know, we did not commit any atrocities in that era. And the reason they would be very passionate about putting that point across right now is because they're in the middle of a war right now, you see. It's in, in flagrante. <laughs> uh, they're in the middle of a war right now. So even if it was true that the Derg was very violent in its time, you know, let's say the Amharans were very um, violent in their time after they knocked the emperor off in trying to keep the country together, let's say. Um... By me pointing that out and not being involved, it's almost worse than a Tigrayan pointing well, You expect someone on the Tigray, you know, the enemy to be saying that sort of stuff, and you can almost leave that up on YouTube. But for an independent person who doesn't care about Tigray, saying that you Amharan, you know, the Amharans were very violent at that point in time, and I don't think it would, it would have been only Amharans. There would have been lots of different groups of people, you know. I think they were in there somewhere. Um, but the point is, you can imagine someone reporting me. And why are they reporting me? Well, you see, no one's going to report me if I say that there was a reign of terror early on in the French Revolution. 
but they might report me if I say there was a reign of terror early on in the Ethiopian revolution because Ethiopia is in the middle of a revolution. See, it's different if you're in the middle of one. You can't speak the truth until it's all over. You can't analyze it until it's all over. Yeah, so that maybe that was why it was taken down. And then, so I discussed the first revolution, you know, knocking off the emperor. And then I discussed the second revolution where, for good reason, the Tigrayan people who had been smashed by the Derg uh, rose up and overthrew the Derg. Now, I heard uh, from a, a, an ex-US ambassador on the BBC World Service some detail on how what happened on that occasion. And I mentioned that. I said, this US ambassador said he was there. Right? And I was saying um, in that previous episode, he was there when the Tigrayans came into town. And he said all the demonstrators came out um, into Addis Ababa. You know. And um, then he said all the demonstrators came out on the streets. This is what he said, not what I'm saying. See, this is the critical thing. Um, and he had no reason to lie. He's the US ambassador and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, he said, I was there. And um, and they were firing shots in the air, the Tigrayans, because the demonstrators were throwing stones at them, which is a very bad thing to do. That's violent. Um, stones, I wouldn't underestimate how much damage stones can do, especially if you've got a mob there. Anyway, and then they, and then he said, and then the um, Amharans, this is the second revolution, you see. Excuse me, have a drink. He said, um, and then, with the second room, um, and then um, they fired some shots in the air with their AK-47s. And he said, and then they lowered the AK-47s because um, what happened was, you know, pointed them at the demonstrators because the demonstrators started throwing bits of pavement and everything and they'd actually, and he actually said they injured some of the soldiers. And you could get very injured by stones and rocks. Very, it's, it's not a small matter. Anyway, and then, you know, the Tigrayans fired into the crowd. And this is what the U.S. ambassador said, you know, fired upon the demonstrators, machine guns or whatever. Um, and then it was all over. And he said, and then I knew the, the next revolution was here. And um, this is what he said on the BBC World Service. So if there's a human saying that I shouldn't be saying these things, well, maybe that guy shouldn't have said the same things on, um, on the BBC World Service, you know. Yeah, maybe this episode will get locked, knocked off as well, you know. Um, and yet, apparently, you know, it is true that I am reporting what he said. You know, and you make your judgment about whether he was lying or not, this US ambassador. US ambassador, I doubt that he was. Anyway, so there was that. That was the second revolution. Now we're in the middle of the third revolution. There's blood again. You know, and if I say that it's pretty bloody, this previous, this current one, you know, maybe there'll be Amharans that will be listening. See, there'll be Tigrayans listening to what I just said there about what the U.S. ambassador said, who will report this episode to YouTube, and YouTube will say, oh, take that down. You can't say that, even if it did happen. You know, can't say it, because we're in the middle of a war, and I can understand that. So if I get this one taken down as well, I'll be just doubly amused. No, I won't be doubly amused. I'll be curious about... When is the right time to tell the truth? And I think the right time to tell the truth is not in the middle of a war. You have to wait for a bit. You know? So if the Tigrayans did very bad things in their time, when they were dominant in Ethiopian politics and when they overthrew the previous mob, if they did very, very bad things, when's the right time for me to mention that? You know, and I think the time to mention that is not when it's happening. 
that what you do in the middle of a war is deny that that ever happened. Or say that if it did happen, it wasn't much compared to what the other guys did. You know, that's what you're supposed to say, but it might not be true. All right. So now, right now, the Amharans are pretty much smashing the Tigrayans again, you know, so that's one way or the other, just like the French Revolution. One system, next system, next system. And each time a new system's coming into place, by the way. So they are genuine revolutions or something, I think. Um, and uh, there's blood again. Now, I've heard wildly different reports, you know. Everything between a few hundred people being killed, oh, a few thousand people being killed at the moment. A few thousand people have died. But then I've also heard that the Tigrayans have um, wiped out 200,000 200, Amharan troops. You know, 200,000, you know. I doubt it, you know. But the point is, in the middle of a war, it's probably right to claim that. Because it keeps your side, if you're a Tigrayan, it's probably right to claim that. Do you know the real figure could be anything between 50 and quarter of a million? Because there's a blackout there. Now, the funny thing is, though, in the middle of a war, the Amharan side can very much say, we've lost 50 troops. As a matter of fact. And it is fact in a war, during a war. And then the other side can say, no, no, we've taken out 200,000 of your guys. You, you know... Amharans, stop supporting your leadership. You are arrow fodder. You've just been fed. 200,000 of your sons and daughters have just been fed to, um, to, um, to uh, the Tigrayan rebellion who have killed them all. You know, so stop supporting your leadership. They're just getting you killed. You know, there's some logic in that because it stops the war. But what's the truth? How many, how many Amharan soldiers have died? Oh, how many of Dr. Abbey's soldiers have died in this war? Well, I'm sure I could find someone who, who says no more than 50. And I'm sure I can find someone who has said, who says um, 200,000 as a matter of fact. And if it's not 200,000, pretty close to that. You know? Something like that. When's the time for truth? Well, um, in some wars, they're well documented. Um, this one won't be. Because my one thing that's been remarkable about Ethiopian wars in history is, you, is this next to no record of what happened. Even back in the days before internet and everything, if there was a war in Europe, there, there was lots of recording going on. People were saying what all the troop movements were, and there were reporters there reporting on everything and all that sort of stuff, and... You know, lots of things were written down. In Ethiopia, you see whole armies disappear in the past. And there's not, just not one record. And um, and you go onto Wikipedia and, and, you know, they say, how many people got killed in this war? You know, between the Mahdists and the um, Ethiopians, for example, or something like that, you know. And they say, no idea. They say, maybe, you know, they say 30,000, comma, claimed yeah now in a place like ethiopia actually what can happen is uh, after this war settles down um the two sides can maintain their wildly different uh 
facts on what happened in the war at the moment forever. Because there's a blackout and no one's recording anything. You know, not much anyway. Uh, anyway, the previous episode was taken down, and this is a follow-up episode. I'm going to call it not the Ethiopian Revolution. Look, I'll call it the, not the third Ethiopian Revolution. Um, not that, that yeah, because the previous episode was called the third Ethiopian Revolution. So, and that got killed by the YouTube got, uh, police, you know. So if I call this one not the third Ethiopian Revolution, maybe it won't be taken down. But if it is taken down, that'll be even more amusing to me um, than if it isn't taken down. Because there's nothing I like better than one of my YouTube clips being, you know, taken down by the YouTube. I'm not the sort of person to go, oh, YouTube, you know, what are you doing? Taking my... It's really important for my... What I say to be up there on the, the internet. Put it back up, you bastards, you know. I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those people because it's not important that what I say is up there. It's unimportant. You know, my YouTube clips are unimportant. I'm just a, I'm just a watcher. I'm just an observer. I'm not part of it. Um, if you want to really know what's going on, follow a Tigrayan and follow an Amharan, and you'll get two wildly different sets of facts as regards what's going on in the war at the moment in Ethiopia. Now, this guy will be saying wildly different things from what that guy is saying, and they'll both be right. You know, while the war is happening. And after the war is happening, where well, you can try and work out, you're not going to even work out what, who was right. You know what? They're both right. Yeah. There's a blackout. Uh, Ethiopians don't record stuff. So they're allowed, everyone in Ethiopia is allowed to believe whatever they want to believe. That's the way it works over there. Um, what can I say? Uh, 